everyone. Welcome to Zeitgeist Zealots. I'm Forrest. Hello there. I'm Major. I'm Robbie. I forgot the order, but I think it's my turn. I'm Matt. And I am always last. Just the tip. So um, <laughs> today we got a great episode for you guys. We're going to talk about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the finale. We're going to talk about Miss Marvel, and we're going to talk about Herogasm from the boys. So um, let's go get started with Obi-Wan. Major, you said you had some notes or just for the yeah, boys. Yeah, uh, first off, just wanted to get some overall thoughts and opinions before we kind of briefly go through the episode. I hit up all the highlights and I, and I get your opinions and thoughts about what you guys thought about the the bullshit that we saw. I mean, it's not all bullshit. Stick around. You'll see the, the whole opinion. Um, and thanks for, for listening. We, we, we appreciate it. And uh, hello there to everyone. What a crazy ride it has been on. Matt, um, you are probably... Would you say the most avid Star Wars fan of the lot? Probably uh, the most aged. Yeah. So, what do you, what'd you think? Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts, especially because <clears throat> someone's been uh, absent being a father. Someone's been absent from the podcast because they're being a father. Ironic. You should have been How absent. How long has it been, Matt? It's been a few months. I think I've been on one podcast in the last four or five months. Matt, yeah, now, we've that's you. a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be throwing it a ton of Obi-Wan quotes the entire podcast, so stick around. Uh, yeah, Matt, I'm, thoughts? We're sure, we're sure you so, missed the entire uh, Moon Knight saga, but we're glad that you're back. So, yeah, yeah please go ahead and give us your thoughts on Kenobi. Uh, if I can say one word, frustrating. Uh, there are parts of it that I love, but I, in the end, my kind of one sentence is that it was unnecessarily done to convolute the whole backstory of this character or of these characters. Okay, so you didn't like the format? Like it should have been a movie or they shouldn't have told the story at all? Uh, so, Or the story was good but to- poorly told? So I love I loved the actual you know, story. I love how every episode reflected an episode of the movies. The issue I take with it is that Star Wars is so like the expanded universe is so insanely big and there's characters like i love the inquisitors love their backstory but the fact that this ties around obi-wan leia and anakin darth vader right i hate this idea that we have to tell everybody's backstory we have to tell why they got here and i think leaving that up to the imagination or fans to like come up with theories is so much better than doing this because now you've created so many more questions about well like leia knew obi-wan but technically obi-wan isn't seen by leia in a new hope so does it really retcon their relationship you know uh it just creates this unnecessary convoluted thought that Mm -hmm. we didn't really need you know they could have told this story they could have had obi-wan saving somebody else or they could have fun that's that's a, a fun plug for what we're gonna do at the end of this I, for the first time ever, in my furious rage, uh, spend about 20 minutes writing a brief, I don't know if you want to call it fan fiction, but a six-episode synopsis of how what uh, what I would have done with Obi-Wan. And you can tell this me if it's like better or not. This felt like a very expensive uh, and high-production value fan fiction to me. This uh, yeah, well, did not so seem think, justified to existence. Was a movie. This felt like it it, there's been a, movie. a solid two-hour movie somewhere in this six-hour television show. 
<laughs> there's an actual. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, I will say that this this last episode, this finale was at least the Vader and Obi Wan portion was entertaining. But like I said, just felt kind of pointless because convoluted. Again, he's just going to leave Anakin to die. No, if anything, this, this might with this might list, with some limbs intact, but this might besmirch the Obi Wan like reputation. Like the question of of fault yeah, for comes in the question now. Like if he didn't kill Va- yeah. if he killed Vader, maybe Alderaan would still be a planet. But anyway, yeah. Matt, let's go That's back true. to you. What's your favorite? What was your favorite part? Uh, of of this the series, uh, so I really enjoyed so because I love Rebels and I love Clone Wars. I really enjoyed uh, the infighting amongst the Inquisitors. Yes, and how yeah, I knew the, would. Vader has purposely set them against each other, you know, so that way he can stay in power. I love the the politics behind that. And I love just seeing them uh, at the same time too. Um, I I have to say the visuals like Disney really went all out with the effects. Um, the visuals, except for one or two particular scenes, mm-hmm. um, were phenomenal. You know, uh, uh, that scene where Vader is like pulling down the one ship and it turns out it's not even the right ship. That's straight out of <laughs> Force Unleashed for right. uh, oh, the Xbox right. game. You know, I love the fan service that they did, but, you know, yeah. So I, I wonder if that was, that was on some kind of autopilot too. or was it a. They could just yeah. say a droid was flying or something. Yeah. <laughs> droids well, are we've established no. We, we, we've established in the uh, sequels that you only need one pilot to start, you know, to have a, a battle class starship. <laughs> um, even though, if you look at Rogue One, you need three to, to be a skeleton crew, but um, a droid could easily fly it now. So there's a little retconning there. And this was before droids take. had rights. Yeah, I mean, in the we timeline. did see. An R two unit scurrying around in that in that uh, hangar cave. Yeah. So Matt, you mentioned the Inquisitors. Uh, they didn't really have a purpose this last episode. I don't even think we saw the guy with the the Raiden the Raiden hat or the other female. <laughs> so do you guys do you guys want to break down? Completely forgettable. Do you guys want to go well, through yeah. this last episode? Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Let's start off. Uh, you, you talked about Matt uh, some of the visuals. Can we talk about the ship, the rebel ship uh, evacuating, flying away from the Imperial Star Cruiser, whatever level ship? Uh, did the rebel ship look like it was on wires? Like the way it was like floating <laughs> up and down and like doing evasive it, it, maneuvering? It, it looked it, that's ridiculous. Why go back to like that scene <laughs> in particular, or when they're attacking the base and the glass breaks and the water rushes in. Like there were times where it looked like they ran out of money for the budget. Um, but overall, I think, you know, the visuals were very stunning. Um, me... And the costume work was on point. Okay, so, let me ask yeah, you there, this. There were one or two times. But Matt, also, why did, why did, I know they had to, like, they mentioned it still, but you have the princess. Why not go straight to Alderaan? Just saying. Was well, anyone freaked I mean, that's... out? No, that's when, uh, wrong. That's Obi-Wan classist. Said... What about all the other people? They weren't going to Alderaan, you know, unless that'd be a great place yeah. for a refugee camp. In that case, why aren't they going to Alderaan? Yeah, well, I'm I think sure Bail Organa will find them a place to uh, brand new homes on Alderaan. It, apparently, like, apparently, she t- she had a connecting flight to Alderaan whenever they landed to wherever they were go- else they were going. So they needed more plots. Cu- she'd go through customs. Why did mm-hmm. Obi Wan leave his ship to go distract Vader? Why didn't Vader leave his ship 
to <laughs> yeah. go pursue Obi Wan. I was why like, they have to redirect the whole cruise they, ship they, to follow one that's person. That's true. You they know they got ships. They in literally there. have like hundreds, if not dozens, of cargo ships that are capable of keeping up with a, like a crappy freighter like that. And then so, yeah, the show off the Inquisitor should have been like, oh, okay, you go, you can go after the Jedi. I'm gonna go after the uh, actual. I'm gonna go after the right. the path people. I got, I got one better for you. Got one better for you. When they escape the uh, uh, the fortress in the A wings, and she destroys one. When they first came in, they showed all the bays of Tie Fighters. Why not just send those Tie Fighters out to shoot an A wing? The Tie Fighters are gonna be able to outrun an A wing. Look, the Imperial yeah. theme song shouldn't be. Dun dun dun! It should be, dum 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 dum. We are the imperial blinded by pride. Anyway, okay. Um, and why can why can the giant ship not hit that little tiny ship? It has a million guns. It has a million guns. Why are you shooting one gun, one bullet per second? Right. It reminds me of Blue Harvest. It's like a big ass stormtrooper, dude. <laughs> it, it reminds me of Blue Harvest when stormtroopers like... are controlling the turrets. So, no, it, it it is hitting the starship. They just they have shields, and that's yeah, why they every say once in a while it hits. Back but but mm-hmm. it, it does hit. It just it's destroying the shields first. Do you guys think Roken is going to get his own spinoff now? I like the Disney business model. I think in theory it's a really great idea. You have interesting writing interesting ip and then you introduce new interesting ip in that first series and you spin it off and you can if if the writing and and the characters you introduce are interesting and compelling enough in theory you can do this an infinite amount of times but like i don't care enough about roken that i want to see a roken spinoff i might want to see a reva spinoff but like that's gonna happen yeah, Whoa. I mean, it's going to have... Do you think... How about this? She's, Let me ask you this. And Matt, I definitely want to get your opinion. If I know this might be sacrilege. And if you think it is, if this is blasphemy, please tweet at us at... Uh, root, uh, nope, Roots Research underscore is my other podcast. At ZZellet. <laughs> uh, ZZellet Podcast. Tweet at us if you think this is blasphemy. Um, but what do you think about adopting the Dr. Afra storyline for Reba? I'm pretty sure people are going to want a Dr. Afra. Like actually, doc, have a Doctor Affer and the Doctor Affer show. Nothing but like their storylines are so in. similar. They used to work for Vader. They betrayed Vader. Blah blah blah. Like I don't want to spend like another first season. I want to spend like another six episodes getting to well, learn another character that's so similar to this other this, one. Disney's gonna do everything it can to keep Hayden Christensen on as Vader. So they're probably gonna create a Doctor Affer series just to bring Hayden Christensen back as Vader. What, what did y'all think of the the, the B story, which was Reva going after Luke, sort of? Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Was, was I, I literally just wanted to fast forward through those parts to watch the like, was she, fight. She was just so angry at Luke that she knew some random person, Owen, had some random kid, and somehow this kid was important to Vader? Is that well, what's happening didn't, here? Uh, didn't Bale, like, spill the beans? Yeah, here's my thing. Look, Bale <laughs> no, sent a message... Bale. And he never showed up. He was like, look, if I don't hear from you, I'm going to go there myself to go talk to Owen about the kids on Tatooine. Me, Bail Organa. And then he never fucking showed up. So he caused all that problem. And he never even oh, showed yeah. up on oh, Tatooine. I remember. Like, I was waiting for him. Let me name out our entire plan. Yeah. Like, dude, learn a, learn a secret code or something. Or at least yeah. be vague about it. 
They, I think you just know like they understand. Yeah, so thank goodness didn't mention that Lei and Luke were brother sister. I think um, that's like the only thing he didn't spill. He probably like right. like you know probably, probably <laughs> get like social security number if he stayed on that recording any longer. <laughs> the whole time just giving out like his maiden <laughs> name and his first his list of his, all his greatest fears and you know. Hey Matt, can I ask problems. you a question? Yep. Have you come to kill me, Obi Wan? Oh my god. I will like, do what uh, I must. Then you will die. Is this amazing dialogue or the worst dialogue of all time? Well, so like, you're like, first of all, like, you came to him, Vader. Like, you should have said, it would have made, if you just said, like, are you, have, have, well, have you come to this planet to die? That would have made more sense. Not, have you come to kill me? That makes no sense because, like, Vader, you came to kill him. Yeah, you went to him, buddy. Like, he was on the planet first. He should just say, "Have you come here to die?" That would have made perfect. Yeah, that would have made perfect sense. I mean, not perfect sense, but would have made more sense. Episode three, Hayden Christensen has been screwed by very poor character writing. The the whole the whole cast has like Ewan McGregor, amazing acting, just ham fisted by terrible writing. True. But uh, what did you guys think about the choreography? What about this first? Not his full career. It was good. It wasn't uh, wasn't too over the top like in Revenge of the Sith. But it was definitely better oh, when we saw in a new lots hope. of backflips and like just two old guys, just like yeah, they're, they're <laughs> fighting each other, they've all stopped at each doing backflips. Yeah, it's like they, 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 they took it down the backflips again. Although seeing Vader doing a backflip would be very weird to me. Does he do it in like Fallen Jedi or what was the last video game with Cal Kestis? Which they, which who they're all seeing a TV show too. Knights of the Fallen Order. Fallen Order, I think Fallen Order is what it was called. Yeah. But anyway, um, he definitely should do a backflip. That'd be awesome. In that armor, oh, and very impressive. Yeah. So, yeah. do you think that uh, Vader got to choose his voice that's in his suit? Because his his real voice is totally <laughs> voice different. Much. Yeah, that's a well, great. It's point, all Robbie. about like not pissing <laughs> off the old fans. Yeah, because like, his voice is not like that at all when his helmet got knocked off. Doesn't explain it. It's just like we can't not have James Earl Jones voice Vader. So we, you know, it's we have to. They, have, they can't go with he's older because he's doing the voice already. They really bent over backwards to include Hayden Christensen in this show. Yeah, they really like, did. They did and not yet, need it, him. It's just not makes, include him in the, the story. Vader I mean, I don't, I don't hate the guy, but you know, it was just like, I mean, the flashback <laughs> where he's way too old to be a Padawan, him getting the, the helmet cut off to where he's speaking in his normal voice, but he's not. James Earl Jones to like you know, I mean at least they like kind the scene, of mixed it together at points. I mean I like at least the, the scene thing. where like what Reva sees him in the hood. I mean that that was fine, but like the other instances where he was in the, in the show, and I guess maybe in the back to tank. But um, yeah, they. But no, besides that, like like, like here's my thing. Going contract. Forward, like there's no reason for for hating Christensen to be there when it's Vader in the suit, and there's no reason for Vader not to be in the suit at this point in the story in the series. Yeah, I mean, other his agent was really good. However, my pitch, yeah. my pitch actually fixes this, uh, so I, I'm excited to to kind of get into it. What did you guys think did, uh, when the Obi Wan gets covered in rocks? Is Vader's uh, suit just a giant design flaw? Like I've always like first off, like you saw in like episode three or whatever, it's like pitch black. You can't see Vader, and then you see these stupid Christmas ornaments like lighting up. That totally gives away his position, right? Like, like I guess Vader has no reason to be sneaky, but if he wanted to be sneaky, he couldn't because those thing those LED lights are so bright. Uh, and then you know that's in charge of his breathing. 
Uh, don't you think you should put that in a, a more secure location? Well, right just, on his chest? Well, no one get close to him because he uses the force. Well, I, guess. I, I, I mean, Obi, I'd like to... First I can, of all, I can, I can, the, I force is major, the, the force is major plot armor for every, anything Star Wars. Like, anything How come they didn't shoot him in this scene? The force. How the force. Like, the whisper force. through a blast door. Uh, here's Why a fan theory for you. The force. I think uh, Owen Lars is an ex-stormtrooper because his aim is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, well, I just remember, mis- I just remember, head, remember at the end where like Obi-Wan was like, protect him, Owen, even though he did a crappy job earlier. <laughs> or keep him <laughs> safe. He's like, yeah, I oh. already failed that Obi-Wan. Maybe he should stay with you. Well, you know what? He hasn't turned into Darth Vader yet or gone to he's the dark even, side, so he's still doing better blood, than me. He's not even my blood relative, so <laughs> you can just take him off my hands. Um, anyway, but uh, I'm glad that uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt... Beiru, is that right? Yeah, Beiru. Uh, we got to see more of them, and like they're barely in the first Star Wars movie where they're old. Yeah, but, um, on Beiru's a badass. Sure they just died in the first. Yeah, Star Wars on Beiru movie. had well, basically, one line. Owen's just like, no, you can't get a pilot school. I need you on the the moisture farm. And Beiru's just like, he's too much like his father. And then like, what Nick was her line? Dead. Her line was just like, Luke. Go talk they to slid. Owen. Like that was like her one line or whatever. Well, no, so no, no. Cool I think like they're like having dinner. Now. They were drinking the blue milk, and like uh, like Maluk was like you know gets mad because he can't go to pilot school, and it's like his uh, mom or like his aunt Beirut was just like, well, he's he has too much of his father in him. That's why. So she had like a few. Lines, uh, okay. But, okay. You know. I well, think, now she's um, got uh, now she's got a few guns. That's true. <laughs> well, I'm glad I, they didn't have a whole lot of character. I wish they. I really wish they gave Owen and uh, Beirut more time in the series than like the first and last episode, because they would have been way more interesting than just you know some of the other stuff we saw in this show. Matt, when you're talking about ham fisting, how about having to knock Luke out so he doesn't ever see a lightsaber? Because in A New Hope, he's never seen a lightsaber before, right? Well, like I just feel like they purposely wrote themselves into these hard situations to try to. To try to creatively write themselves out of it, but they just did a terrible job writing themselves. Well, out I thought of he it. was knocked out when. Um, well, yeah, he, he was. On oh, okay. Well, yeah, but like, oh, okay. That, that, but I'm saying like they had to knock him out because she she was going to use her lightsaber, and he's never seen a lightsaber before. So there's nothing else to do but knock him out. Oh, okay. And like, yeah. what what were you going to do? <sighs> Kill him? We know he's he's fucking Luke Skywalker. He's not going anywhere unless. That's oh true. my gosh. There what were... would you say? No, 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 stop. Would you applaud? I would applaud the fuck out of Disney if they killed Luke Skywalker right there on the spot. And next season was about Luke. Tall Luke, the clone of Luke. Like, oh, if it no. turns out, like, if they just destroyed the canon. <laughs> I was thinking they, you meant something like Inglorious <clears throat> Bastards, where they just, like, do, like, uh, like where they kill Hitler. Even though that's not what really happened. They just, like, just mess with, like, this no, is a new timeline. No, I'm saying, like, they kill Luke, and then, like, they like somehow he gets cloned and then replaced in this backstory that like you know like they, shit they've got like twenty like years Venture to Brothers? mess around, oh, wait, never Dude, mess around with the cannon. Clones don't you have just, force powers. You literally just explained the plot of Venture Brothers, Mage Show. Oh Good no, job. don't spoil it. I was Sorry. on season one and I was gonna finish it one day. I promise. Yeah, I sure you were. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, what else happened? We'll it was just, I wait really a second, just, like, Matt. The, the... Did you just say that clones can't have force powers? Which is why Bad Batch had Omega. But yeah, for the most part, at this point, 
uh, in time. Clone. Oh, oh okay. At this point, time. I was going to have to ask you. We were going to have to start talking about Snope. I had so many questions. But Snope. Said, at this point, the cloning process hasn't gotten to the point where Palpatine can successfully force clone or clone a force being. Okay, that Is makes sense. Snope, the site where you get and check facts. That's Snoops. 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 Oh. Oh, did I say anyway. Snope? I'm at Snoke. Or did I? Yeah. I don't know his name. I only watched episode well, eight once. How many times does my childhood need to die? Well, we got to discuss the two big cameos <laughs> in this um, this series. Um, let's see. Uh, Emperor Palpatine. Emperor Palpatating Heart. And, um, um, and Qui-Gon. Well, yeah, yeah, let's tackle And Emperor Palpatating Heart. What? Well, so... <laughs> Emperor Palpatine, that was cool. I like that, and that makes sense. Like you gotta, you gotta explain in continuity why Vader doesn't just keep pursuing Obi Wan since he clearly hates Obi Wan so much. I mean, I, knew, so I think sense. I knew Liam Neeson was probably going to be in it, but I think I was like taken aback. I mean, I wasn't like surprised. I was like, oh, there's the Emperor. I mean, yeah, I think you're still alive. So yeah, I mean, like, I was, you can't I trust celebrities. He's like, yeah. you know, Liam Neeson said he wasn't in it. So, I mean, of course he was. But, like, here's my thing. Wasted? This was dumb. Unless season two is going to be a buddy cop series or whatever with Ewan McGregor and Force Ghost Liam Neeson oh, as Qui-Gon no, Jinn. What, so, what was the whole point of adding Qui-Gon? That was pointless is, fan service. Because uh, I guess it was a teaser season two. But, it's like, is there going to be, like, a re-re-rematch between Vader and Kenobi? You know, I mean, I don't know where they could do go next. I mean, this should even they can, exist. They can take my pitch if they want to. But I mean, I, mean, I guess that was the only reason. I mean, well, first it was just payoff from Revenge of the Sith, where he said like, you know, Yoda told him you need to go commune at Tatooine right. for your training, and like he was like, oh, Master Qui Gon. So that's when Master, that's when Liam Neeson should have come back as a Force Ghost at the end of that movie. But I think I guess they didn't. It was like a weird thing to bring up in Revenge of the Sith, but you're going to bring up Qui Gon, but not going to show him. You know, it'd be um, so. really funny is if you, uh, someone on YouTube edited like all the Order 66 uh, montage videos, clips yeah. of like Anakin killing all the kids during Order 66. And it's just got like a sassy Force Ghost Qui Gon Jinn like f- shaking his head and doing like a face palm or whatever he does. <laughs> that'd, be, yeah. that'd be great. <laughs> it's just like, dude, just what if dude. like, what if like without even telling anybody, Disney decided to. Just suddenly, totally changed the timeline without saying anything. Yeah, that's what we said. Like when they, when they just killed Luke, when they just killed yeah, Luke, yeah, just like, do it. why you know, not? You can't complain about continuity anymore because we're this is a new timeline. Like, like in Star Trek, like oh my gosh, like the only way to unite people is to give them a common enemy. And I tell you right yeah. now, Star Wars Watchmen. would get would shut up about uh, Moses Ingram. Or how good episode eight is versus how terrible episode eight is, right? And the whole fandom would just unite like it was Kathleen Kennedy killed Luke, Luke Skywalker herself. Yeah, that would be that would definitely unite everyone. Well, I mean, I think we went over all the major beats um, in this show. Any final thoughts? You think there's gonna be season two? It, it's. I mean, no, they're gonna I go on to Leia. Think so, gosh, no. She oh yeah, I heard. I heard Millie Bobby Brown is might do a Star Wars TV show. So I wonder if they're going to do a Leia show starring her. Oh. All right, I'm back in. Okay. <laughs> right, I'm back in. 100, percent dude. I she can't I, use I, the Force, otherwise it's Stranger Things. The second, Star- the oh, second plus it's Star, Star Wars rolled credits. I was like, Leia will be next. Probably. I mean, and if not next, then maybe next to next. 
Wait, isn't there like yeah. a fan theory that like Star Wars is just like uh, a dream that Indiana Jones is having when he got knocked out or whatever? You guys know oh, that'd that, be, that, that that'd fan be theory? Funny. I'd watch that. Anyway, yeah. you want to you wanna hear some fan fiction? You want to hear my elevator pitch for how I would have done the series? How's Do it. That? Yes, we want to hear yeah. this. Let me, know, let me know what you think. And again, you know, tweet, tweet me what you think. And this isn't great, right? I spent 20 minutes on this, and I haven't looked at it since I wrote it down. So, you know. But let me know if you think this is better than the garbage that Disney put out. Because that's kind of like the whole point. Right? So we open up episode one immediately... On, with an intense like one-on-one dogfight scene, right, where an imperial ship shoots down a rebel plane, uh, and uh, you know we see it go spiraling down, it's like tattooing, uh, and then we have like a classic Star Wars sideswipe where we cut to a badass shot of Obi Wan training because he's our protagonist, he should be a badass, right? And he's training because he knows one day he'll have to train Luke, and he won't repeat the same mistakes he did when he was training Anakin. Plus, good old Palpatine. Because he doesn't know about Vader at the moment, or does he? Maybe he's training for Vader, but he's definitely at least training for Palpatine. Um, so we get, uh, and this is where you can put in like some fan service with like classic Star Wars like training montage, you know, lifting the rocks, the one hand thing. But basically, we just see him like <laughs> being like peak Star Wars, uh, and then we see him like finishing up like training, and he's getting ready for his day, and we just see like this regular like Manon, like like we do kind of open up in like the first episode here. We see the end and outs of his day. Um, it's pretty mundane until the end, where the rebel pilot we saw at the very beginning of the episode, all bloody and beaten, uh, brings him a call to action, sending him on a mission to retrieve a Jedi holocron before Vader can get to it. Obi Wan asks him who sends uh, the rebel jet or who sends the pilot. And the rebel Jedi responds, Qui-Gon. And then, boom, cut to black. Credits. That's a great first episode. What's episode right. two? Speeding it up a little bit. Uh, so Obi-Wan leaves Tatooine. And Wait, Major, goes, as part of his yeah. da- daily routine, can he be milking some strange, large creature? <laughs> no, that's and a that's What a color Luke, will the milk be? That's a Luke thing? <laughs> that's a will Luke green thing. Green or will be blue? Do they have cows on Tatooine? Ooh. If I, was uh, inside, if I was in the Star Wars universe, I would be a water smuggler, and I would just smuggle water on a Tatooine. That feels like a really easy job. What was the character doing, Matt? Susu? Or, no, wait. I don't know. Like, there's, like, a water peddler um, in the in the Dune books. He's, like, called Susu or something like that. Oh, so if I did um, that, I'd be ripping off Dune, like everything else. Well, the whole anyway. Tatooine part of, you know, Star Wars is just ripping off Dune, but please, continue. See, that's the great thing about any science fiction that I write can't rip off Dune because I've never read Dune. Boom. All art's derivative. That's how you so beat them. Like, you can't rip off anything anymore. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Don't edit, don't edit out those amazing jokes you stole from the YouTube comments. All, all art's derivative, including comedy. Well, that's uh, just plagiarism on my part. But... <laughs> true, true, true. So Obi-Wan gets to the planet. He does a little fun recon. Uh, and it's actually a moon, not a planet. Um, maybe we throw in like a fun fetch quest because we all know Star Wars fans love the fetch quest, right? Or I was thinking maybe like a way to open up like a, an abandoned like old Jedi temple like from Star Wars Rebels. And episode two ends with a tease of Vader and a red lightsaber confronting everyone. Bam! Like, like you get the you get the Vader cape and then you see like, the the lightsaber and then credits. Right? So credits cool. roll. Leave you on the edge of your seat. Right? Episode three falls to the wall. I think the episode should be called like Battle for like the Holocron or whatever. It's whatever. Um, maybe the name of the moon planet. 
Uh, but the episode starts, and it's just balls to the wall action. Obi Wan and Vader just going absolutely ham on each other, like the most epic lightsaber fight, a crazy force battle to the point where it actually causes the small moon to start to uh, implode or, or self destruct, kind of like um, uh, yeah. Planet Namek from the oh, old okay. Dragon Ball Z. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what I was this thinking- does this this gives us, you have five minutes narratively a reason to separate one and Vader without having them like to explain like how they don't kill each other and how they each get away, right? So there's this epic battle, right? The whole moon's like going up or whatever. Vader gets the upper hand on Obi Wan and throws him, crushes him with all these rocks. But that's how he finds the holocron. And so while Vader is looking for the holocron, Obi Wan sneaks away with the treasure. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. All okay. Right. Well, I think if you if there's a, a crack on the moon and the planet it orbits, there should be a massive riptide like flooding an entire city, like an Akira. Go for it. I think I am Disney. I have literally infinite amount of money. Whatever CGI budget I need for this Star so, Wars property, I'm going to yeah. do it. I paid four billion dollars for this IP. I'm Just go like full CGI on show the collateral damage of force battles. Yeah, like that would be dope. And what happens when you mess with celestial bodies? You cause massive right? I mean, you know they're not going to do that with uh, you know they're not going to do that in the Eternals, right? Have like almost blew up the whole Earth. There's going to be no like physical repercussions for that. Anyway. Entire episode four. So here is how you really get Hayden Christensen into it, right? This episode is going to be a forced meditation episode. They're both in their back to tanks healing, right? They're going to be mimicking each other. But here, Anakin, a.k.a. Darth Vader, right? What he's doing is he's daydreaming because he's so angry. He's just full of hatred, right? So he's daydreaming of all these different ways that he wants to kill Obi-Wan Kenobi, Right, so you see him, and you see him as Hayden Christensen because he's daydreaming. Right? Why would he imagine himself with two less legs and one less arm? Right? So, so this is how you get to see Hayden Christensen looking like Hayden Christensen uh, without you know making him a fifty-year-old pedophile uh, Padawan. <laughs> right? So, and then like then you see some crazy, you see some crazy acting chops from Ewan McGregor getting dragged across the lava, getting just force lightning. By a thousand lightning bolts, right? Like, just, you can go crazy. You can have so much fun while he's daydreaming about this, right? And then you go to Obi-Wan, who's healing in a back-to-tank, right? And the back-to-tank wouldn't be overplayed at this point because I wouldn't have made the whole back-to-tank of Boba Fett series, right? I would have made 16 shots of back-to-tank six months earlier. So it wouldn't be overplayed. You just have to imagine that. But Obi-Wan, what he's doing is he is reminiscing about his failures and he's imagining the life that him and Anakin could have been as Jedi Masters. So again, we can see Hayden Christensen not as Darth Vader, but as Anakin Skywalker. But this would be as if he became a Jedi Master if he never overcame to the dark side. And you get to see him and Obi-Wan on these crazy uh, planets or doing these crazy missions or fighting these crazy monsters. Like You get to see them as like brothers and best friends like what they would do, they grow up old together in in the Jedi Temple, right? As, as Jedi Warriors. So, like, that would just be, like, a really amazing episode to really have fun with. What do you guys think? I think, I think it's that, a better way to bring Hayden Christensen in. Yeah, just the, right? you know, well, I mean, like, trying to pass off Hayden Christensen as a Padawan 
was a stupid idea. So they only had just like a dream sequence or some sort of like maybe like, you know, sort of like when uh, Professor X fought the Shadow King, there's like some sort of, you know, uh, mental battle between, I don't, know if, I don't know if that works in Star Wars where like they, people like fight psychically. Like they need on like, the, like the psychic Rise of plane. Skywalker. Who knows? Oh, he could yes. have been a Padawan for 25 years. Yeah, he could. That's true. Some, there's, some, there's like some 50 year old college students. Yeah. <laughs> it could like be a real world. Yeah, that'd be but funny. Like, they... What if a guy became? What if a guy could be a Padawan like age 40? That'd be an interesting oh my story. Gosh. story. Van Wilder goes to Jedi school. Goes to Jedi he's Academy. Just he's just like <laughs> banging all the you know uh, female Jedi or uh, you know all the, the all the, the different tw- aliens. The, the Twi'leks. Yeah. So in anyway. episode five, Obi Wan emerges from the back of the tank. He's 100. percent He's ready to go. While force meditating, searching for Vader to finish the job, he's greeted by a familiar voice. It's Qui Gon. And then it cuts to Vader. Vader suits up. He's super pissed. Right? He just got finished like 12 hours, just like jerking off, thinking about how he's going to kill Obi Wan. And so in his anger, he just kills some of his men for no reason while he's walking to his ship. Because that's how evil and angry Vader is. Like, really make this it guy. It's more like Kylo Ren, and I think that that's the reason people didn't like Kylo Ren. Because Vader, he killed with purpose, and he's seen never seemed to like lose his temper. I mean, I, I, at least in the original trilogy, you, you know, he oh, was like a little bit more methodical about trilogy. how he killed. Yeah, I was gonna say, but the the prequel trilogy, he screams no in the most memeable moment moment of all time. I think that's like losing your temper or whatever. Uh, side note, the Obi-Wan scream much better than the no scream, in my opinion. Oh, the, the what scream? The moose scream? Uh, w- when when Ooh. Obi-Wan gets away and he's like, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan! Like, I thought that was way better than him going, no! Although, <laughs> that's like my most Cam- that's my give. So, I'm not complaining yeah. about it. But, so, Obi-Wan's got Qui-Gon. And Vader goes to Palpatine for guidance. So you still get the same cameos. I think that was a great idea. Uh, and this is more of like a, a chill episode. They're preparing. They're talking to their mentors. Uh, Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan where he can find Vader. And credits. So, episode six, called Brothers. The majority of the episode is a duel between them. Like, I'm talking a Zack Snyder Superman 1 final battle length. 40 minutes of just battling <laughs> intermittent ba- like intermittent talking in between right reminiscing fan service nostalgia hey you remember that time we were brothers you were the chosen one the Jedi betrayed you Ahsoka blah 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 right Obi-Wan beats Vader Obi-Wan says you still have much to learn right uh, Obi-Wan's about to kill Vader and Vader tugs on his heartstrings the emotional toll of this battle has been too much for him Right, like you get to see, you know, through the whole half of Vader's face or face mask is ripped off. You see him crying. Ewan McGregor uh, is, is overran with guilt and grief, uh, and he tries to strike down Anakin, but he can't because he knows he's failed him so much already that he sucks it up because he knows he has to kill Vader. And then rise, so he 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 has to kill Vader, but he can't kill Vader. Like you know, like that, that movie cliche, like I need to kill you, but I can't. But then he knows he has to, so he goes to kill him, right? Because I hate, fucking hate that cliche. And Rise is about to lay down that final blow. Qui-Gon reappears and tells Obi-Wan that's not the Jedi way. And then, like, last time during Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan picks up a wrecked and defeated Vader and carries him back to his ship. Right? It's so, like, if he did that in Revenge of the Sith, Palpatine never would have grabbed him. We would have no Darth Vader. Right? So Obi-Wan is, uh, is working on his character arc 
This time he picks up Vader, right? Carries him back into the ship and flies off. Now, what the fuck are they going to do after that? I have no idea. I spent 20 minutes on this, right? But what a <laughs> cliffhanger for season no, two. Full afternoon. Right? Uh, like, yeah, well, I, I What happens I, next? I would prefer if there was like a better way that Vader could have escaped that final... I, I mean, I think Kenobi does have to defeat Vader, but there should have been maybe the Inquisitors come in and they prevent Obi-Wan from, um, you know, killing Vader and there's a fight between Inquisitors and Kenobi. Kenobi gets away, um, but Vader's still defeated. So I, I don't I don't like the idea that he just would let Vader live again because he literally said, like, all right, my friend's truly dead. Now you're this monster. If I let you live, you're just going to kill more people like uh, Alderaan. And, right, so, um, so you want yeah. Obi-Wan to kill him, right? I wanted to. I wanted to attempt to kill him. I obviously, right. so that's well. That's what I was him. saying. Maybe I didn't write that. Or Vader right. can't or, die, but I, Kenobi yeah. shouldn't have just walked away again. So Obi Wan. I, I don't know why this. this, this sorry, go ahead. This shows. Oh, this shows obsession with, you know, Vader and the Inquisitor know what it's like to be left for dead and to come back and kill your enemies. So why are they leaving Reva alive? You know, why is Kenobi leaving Vader alive? Yeah. They so should, I, was think, whole, I was thinking about that. Yeah. I was thinking about that, and it's lazy writing, I think. Yeah. Because if you can't kill a character, and you have violent characters, like, so, as, as a writer, you you try not to write a script. You write the characters, and the characters write the script, right? So, if you have these violent characters who are going to kill each other, but they can't kill each other, then the only options they have is talk it out, or leave the other person to die, right? Like, that's why... Uh, you get all those monologues in the James Bond movies, and that uh, gives James Bond enough time to, to get away, and it's stupid. That's why I wrote it so that that happens. It's very cliche, so you put it in there. But then everyone gets the gets over his snowflake feelings, and he goes to kill him. But then Qui-Gon stops him and says it's not the Jedi way. And then he picks him up, and he takes him on the ship, doing the opposite of Revenge of the Sith. And then we fly off to season two. Hmm. Well, I could only do one season of this, honestly. Yeah, no, the way this was written, I could barely do one season. Matt, yeah. did you yeah. did you die? Did, would you, first off, did you put yourself to sleep? Was that boring, guys? I felt I felt nerdy no. and boring saying that out loud. <laughs> I've never written that before, but like I was like, this is like I got so tired of doing a podcast talking about how terrible the writing was and how it can't be this hard that I was like, let me just go ahead and throw a half hour at this. Didn't even take me a half hour. Uh, I. I think that the problems that you are trying to correct uh, reflects what I was saying in the first place. By creating an Obi-Wan show in the past, you're unnecessarily convoluting uh, this this whole series, uh, yes. stars in general. And also, on top of it, there's no... There's nothing to keep me on the edge of my seat because I know the yeah, you know who's doesn't alive. die. I know... Darth Vader doesn't die. I know Obi Wan doesn't die. I know Leia doesn't die. I know Luke doesn't die. So I'm just trying to figure out which secondary characters that are like shoehorned in are going to die. It's, it's sort of like Better Call Saul. Yeah, you like, just you can't, know, you just you know can't all these characters are going to live. So like Mike, Saul, and Gus. Like there's just like no stakes when they're on yeah, screen. But, 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 but what, but but what makes that show great though? What makes that show great though is all the secondary characters. You don't know whose fate. Who you don't know what their fate is going to be. So you know. In that way, there should have been like more secondary characters who we know are not in a new hope in this. Yes, that way, you know, yes. it would have raised um, That's true. interest. But anyway, we need to move on to Miss Marvel. Um, any final thoughts on Obi Wan? I'll give it a. Yeah, I, like it the book, the I like it better than Book of Boba Fett. Six out of ten. 
Six out of ten. Come at me, internet. It's, I don't know. I, th- I think I'd seen. put Boba Fett over Obi Wan. Oh, oh, shit! Well, uh, ta- well I, Rob, take out the Mandalorian but episodes. Like, those, take out the Mandalorian like, episodes. Oh, this yeah, Boba, take out the Mandalorian Boba episodes because those were not Boba Fett episodes. Sorry, I did uh, like okay. all the. I did like all the flashbacks though too. Yeah, the flashbacks were good. So just I mean, episode today. two, I liked, but like the first one was like. Freeland, the third one was awful with the... the All right, let's Power move on. Rangers let's not waste any more time on... Yeah, Miss, Miss Marvel. Um, okay, so... Miss Marvelous. We finally found out who the bad guys were, the um, the, the Dime Store Eternals, the clandestines. <laughs> the clandestines. Uh, the, 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 the budget gen. Eternals, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're basically the exact same story. They're from a different dimension. They're immortal, you know. Um, yeah, let me ask you this. Really Does that mean costumes. they're not Kree? If they come from a different dimension, does this mean they're not Kree? But you know, they're they're like you know, they've been around for a long time. So they're like basically immortal, and you know, they have. I guess they don't have powers. They just have these weapons that are like sort of random. One is a mace. One has like a whip. One has um, a spear. And yeah, I, I don't seem... know if the older lady had what Nakia N- Najka. I'm sorry, I'm butchering her name. Um, the leader. Um, Oh, was it so weird that uh, conveniently Comron's really seventeen? He's not like a hundred years old because that would have made it creepy for them for calling yeah, him right. to like each other. It's like, oh no, he's really seventeen. Like we're hundreds of years old, but he's you know he's not immortal. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so I mean, anyway, but uh, yeah, so we saw the wedding with his brother, with her brother. Man, that was fun. I love. Weddings this, on TV this, shows. This show I love multicultural. Like a showcase for Muslim American culture is great. As a superhero show, it's pretty lame. Um, I'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like you know, I am learning. You know, it's it interesting. Like they they are showcasing um, certain facets of um, you know Pakistani American culture that we you know people like me have no idea about, but like we're learning about. Right. So that's that's cool. I, I think that's true. Cool. And American culture. Yeah. Uh, her brother, uh, Aram, uh, has he said he has seven hundred and twenty-four dollars in his bank account. See, he's a he's grad rel- student. They are relatable, right? Very relatable. Uh, a report just came out. An economic report just came out last week that forty percent of Americans have less than four hundred dollars in their savings account. So, ooh, so he's doing pretty well then. Yeah. So that's half um, full. Yeah, uh, did start with the flashback with um, like what British occupied <laughs> India. Yeah, let's talk about that. So they so. were like, "Oh, should we be concerned that this arm is severed?" And I was like, "Oh, what about the fact that it's blue?" Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Like, do they just like the fact that they didn't care that the arm was blue made me think like they were at one point blue, or they're they're aware that it's alien technology. And don't forget the line, where's the other bangle? So basically the villain at the, in the last episode is going to have the exact same powers as Kamala. Like every other Marvel. Like every other thing. Marvel, because it's too hard to come up with a different counter-opposing like, power set. I know. Uh, did you yeah. catch that Easter egg for Ten Rings? Anyone? Anyone oh, catch no, that? I did not. Yeah, so oh, at the no. very end of that, no. intro, that cold open scene, uh, they get, you get the eagle, the overhead shot, right? And it starts zooming out. And it's actually got the Ten Ring uh, banner, like the logo, the Ten Rings and the the symbols, uh, was like carved into the floor. Ooh, oh. yeah, it's been around Ooh. for like thousands of years. Um, yeah, so what else happened this episode? That uh, what do you call it? What was that? That dragon? That dragon wasn't he from another dimension? 
The one in Shang-Chi? The one in Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Yes, Shang-Chi. So like, maybe that's it. I don't know. Just spitballing. Tweeted us at uh, Zizel Podcast. If you have any theories, we'd love to get your thoughts on it. Uh, and if you think we're going to see a Shang-Chi uh, cameo, maybe maybe some Tin Rings. It's going to be amazing if we don't get like a Carol Danvers cameo in this. It's just Here's my thing. Called so Marvel. The internet's speculating all about it. And, mm. and I totally understand. Like, Of course, that makes a lot of sense. But they didn't put Doctor Strange and WandaVision because they didn't want that cameo to take away from Wanda's well, uh, Wanda's IP. a Scarlet Witch. She's not Strange Girl. You well, know, here's my literally... thing. Yeah, but she's already as an established character. So if they didn't want to like steal screen time uh, away from an established character, then I doubt they're going to want to do that to a brand new character that they're trying to put out on their own. But the thing is, like Miss Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers is such a huge part of her. Like she's literally named after, her and she's like there's literally pictures of Carol Danvers everywhere, like in her like posters no. of her in her room. That was Look, the case for Doctor Strange and WandaVision. Uh, I, don't I think disagree. She even mentioned, I disagree. She even mentioned Doctor Strange and WandaVision. Doctor Strange was the Sorcerer Supreme, and she had taken a whole city under a hex. If that's not his department, then I don't know what is. <laughs> Yeah, but he wasn't mentioned though in that. Show, he might not have been mentioned, but he should have been. He was sleeping but on the ball. Captain Marvel is is extremely yeah, where was he at the time? I see what you're saying. I agree. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just messing with you. Where uh, was he at the time? I wonder. Uh, he is, was one is advocate. <laughs> he was in COVID lockdown. If we're being honest, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Amir and Taisha's wedding that was really great. Um, and I like the idea of how like they triple check that they want to get married. Like they ask three times, "Are you sure you want to marry this person? Are you sure you want to marry this person? Are you sure you want to marry this person?" He has seven hundred dollars like, bank account. Are you sure? <laughs> like I, I really enjoyed that. No. It's, as as a marriage joke. Um, yeah. Matt, Bollywood, Marvel, Bollywood oh, was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt actually oh. stepped out for hey, a second because he hasn't seen oh, this okay. episode. Oh, I, I, Tim, I gotta go. Tim, you saw it. I think I have D&D at 8, oh, no. so... Uh... Oh, oh, okay. Oh, how embarrassing. <sighs> All right, well, we'll see you Wednesday for our D&D game. I know, I was hoping yeah. we would get to talk about uh, the boys. Ah, oh, talk about the yeah. boys with the boys. Well, we'll Marvel, talk about it. You know. Yeah, we spent so much time right. on Obi-Wan. <laughs> I know, we should talk about the boys. That's like what we really want to discuss, but, you know, we got to... That's what I've been waiting for. This one. Well, we got to <laughs> get through... We got to get through all the grudge, you know, to leave them on the edge of their seat. It's all about the SEA. They got to... You guys got to listen to the whole podcast, so we got to leave the best stuff for the end. Um, yeah. My thought on the boys is... Uh, what are you doing? We need... We need some more. We need some fun. more boys. Hey, how about this? I'll give uh, it to you next Friday. What was that? We'll give you a whole other hour next Friday. Wait, this upcoming Friday? Yeah, this uh, that too. I'll give you an hour then too, just because you asked. On July the 1st. Well, maybe, yeah. Tip, you can record your thoughts and I can add them to the podcast you know, in the editing room. <laughs> tips, yes. tips, rants. Uh, what did you guys think about Brown Jovi? Oh, yeah. Well, Brown Eyed Jovi. Well, they had the fight scene during... Um, uh, they were playing what? Renegade? Not Renegade, but... Uh, what song? Whatever the song was from the subtitles. Make it or not. But, uh, so the gen, yeah, kind of, uh, overall, like you said, like, they don't really have superpowers. They just have, like, super tech, it seems. Uh, and then the, the part damage control comes in run. and arrests the bad guys. So they don't even have, like, super strength. 
so. Yeah, here was my thing. Like, so at the very end, Kamala's, like, getting cornered. And I'm like, you know, you can still just, like, punch him with your giant fist that you had. That was so effective, like, two seconds ago. <laughs> just punch oh, yeah. him again. Just you don't use it once it. per episode. It's like the boost button in Knight Rider. You can only press it once per episode. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that it's was sort of like... Episode. That's the whole sort of problem with superhero shows in general, like, especially X-Men. Like, there's so many... Basically, any problem could be solved with Professor X just, like, turning off someone, the bad guy's brain. Well, that's why you have to or, Professor X, Professor X. And that's and why it's always time, being kidnapped. Yeah. Well, it's also when, every time she uses her powers, that's VFX money. And the same thing with The Flash. Like, literally, like, any conflict in that show could just be fixed with Barry just knocking someone out at, at super speed. But he always has to stop and talk to the bad guy. So it's, it's, it's like... Um, Prepackaged, or um, you know, it's, it's just conflict for conflict's sake. The, right. Speaking of super sense. speed, how about A Train at the end of the boys? Wow. Right. I, think, I think we're already talking about yeah. the boys. Let's get right. I think we, we discussed Miss Marvel as best we can. I think that was a hint right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't like the whole like, tell us what's going on, Kamala. And uh, like, I can't. But still, and quite enjoyable. No I really enjoyed it. Uh, eight out of ten this episode. Uh, I think I might like Obi Wan better this week, but you know this is like it's a, it's not a good superhero show, or it's not just a, it's not really. A, 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 yeah, it's more of a coming of age story with a superhero yeah. than a superhero story. The superhero stuff in the show is like the weakest part, but like the the family and the really the I showcase the, I, of muscle. I feel like Bruno is the weakest part. I like Bruno episode uh, one, but he's been really going downhill since uh, Comron has shown up. Ooh, Comron. I know. Anyway, hashtag Kamalakam. Uh, you know, I was gonna make a joke about Herogasm, but uh, she's in high school and she went to Avengers. Oh yeah. Con, so, yeah. And by the way, that probably sounds way worse than whatever joke you thought I was gonna make. Uh, I just didn't I mean, put I literally the two made like an Obi. I made like what, two. I made two Obi Wan pedophile jokes. So I think it's just like fair game. It's 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 up, uh, and I don't have a good segue. Uh, I'm just. Okay. Um, the boys. So um, this was probably the best episode of the season, and what it was named for, Eurogasm, was probably the most forgettable part. Uh, ironically. Yeah, I don't know if it's expectations being built up too high, or if they just diverge so much from the source material, and for the first time, it's kind of hasn't hit the I, mark. I will say that yeah, in the comics, I was afraid of you know because they've gotten like free license to do as much craziness as they had in the past yeah and i was like almost afraid with how far they were going to take it but in the end i felt it was very tame compared to the comics i agree oh, you know why i think comics. it was episode one <laughs> i think season three episode one the opener when he when, when termite man walks up that guy and and it and it, he explodes like i think like that set the expectation that set the bar so high so yeah that's at the bar plus <laughs> That's Here true. We're just, like the source we're just material. desensitized at this point. Yeah, at this point. Dude, the boys is so desensitized. Yeah, like, how, like I don't stuff. care about a, an ice, ice man making a glass dildo. I just saw Kimiko put 12 dildos through a guy in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I think Rob's nailed it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just desensitized. You gotta go. You gotta go bigger. Uh, unlike Termite, who can't yeah, anymore because Homelander squished him. Yeah, this was this episode. How cringe some of that me. stuff was when I first watched it to now. <laughs> oh man! So I guess the big storylines were, uh, you know, Soldier Boy is working with Huey and Butcher now, and um, you know, 
the soldier boy was getting agitated thinking about like you know the good old days and he almost like started like i think he had the geiger counter and it kept ticking off so uh what do you think apparently of... apparently oh man cosby, he was like... cosby is the best dad and makes strong drinks he's america's oh, dad yeah. joke yeah he makes strong <laughs> drinks though it's like anybody gonna tell him yeah, he's like, or he was like, "How are you going to get around without GPS or the internet?" And he's just like, "You made those you made words, those words up. up or Bluetooth." Yeah, I'm, 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 like, loving, I'm loving like he's just like they're, <laughs> I love they're all taking the so many cues from the Captain America from the MCU, like you know him having like write down all the stuff he missed while he was away. Yeah, I feel like Although, this is like an accurate portrayal. Like if you took someone and you displaced them by fifty years, no matter what time period, that person's going to like seem relatively racist. Uh, things are going to be so different. Not understand technology. And like, that's so, yeah. Sorry, keep on. Oh, so so like Marvel gets around that by focusing on like Man Out of Time, Captain Rogers, uh, and like music and movies and pop culture that he missed. That because you know Disney loves pop culture, right? And then the boys are like, Nah, fuck that. That guy's you know that guy was racist as hell. You know he loved drugs, sexist, right? yeah, right? <laughs> sexist, right? Yeah. Founded uh, hero gasm, right? W- with a Nazi seventy years ago. Uh, excuse me, Liberty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The throwaway line where uh, I wonder uh, if he knew. I don't think anyone what's, knew, did they? Yeah, what's her name's mother? He hooked up with. So now you're questioning as to whether or not he's the father of a uh, racist Nazi woman. Wait, Soldier Boy's the father of Stormfront? Yeah, he hooked up with Liberty. No, oh, Liberty. Stormfront. I thought Liberty was. Uh, I thought Stormfront was Liberty. I Stormfront. Was, yeah, Liberty. Stormfront is Liberty. Uh, Never mind, you're correct. Yeah. No, thinking of another character. She doesn't age. Yeah. But as a side note, too, in that scene where Huey's talking with uh, Soldier Boy, I love that little throwaway part where he's losing his powers and he tries to pick up the shield. And yeah, it's, like, and it's so way heavy. Way too heavy. And just goes to show you how like powerful Soldier Boy is because he's just like Don't touch carrying around something. like nothing. Yeah, so I guess. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So, uh, what were the other plot lines in this? Um, I think, uh, and I want to skip to the. So, so it look, uh, looks like there's. We're, so, the team, the mission is to fight Homelander, and we've got two teams doing it. Oh, yeah. We've got the boys. Yeah, the, the goal was getting to uh, TNT twins. Right. Yeah, TNT. so Mother's so Milk and we Starlight. Help, we, help, uh, we help Soldier Boy get payback on Team Payback, and in return, he will get Homelander. And then you've got Mother's Milk and Starlight and possibly Maeve. What do you guys think? Is Maeve in rehab or is Maeve dead? She's just in prison somewhere. No, no. Maeve is going to, after Starlight's whole thing at the end of the episode, Maeve is going to reappear out of somewhere. And it's going to be like, she really was in rehab. I wonder. Because, you know, he killed Alex. Black Noir grabbed her, but... Where did Black Noir go? We got to have a Black Noir. Okay, okay, oh, dude, just yeah, do, yeah. Do yeah. Thing. So first off, he, first off, no, dude. that is the best thing. You're my friend. You got my back. He runs into the elevator. The very first thing he does. And bolts. God, he, and he just hands it to that woman. And she's like, thank you. It made me wonder if he was running or going to somebody. No, it looks like he's running. I think he's, I think he's running just trying to get off the grid. Boy. Yeah, he knows the soldier boy's after him. He's just like, I don't want yeah. to die. At first, I was confused too, Rob, but then later on, when I was rewatching the episode and the TNT twins were snitching, and they were like, it was all Noir who set him up. And so, like, if Noir did set up Soldier Boy, then he knows Soldier Boy's going to find out. So I think Soldier Boy's scared. I think, or I think Black Noir is scared. I think he's running for it. Yeah, that was great. Although he's like the second most powerful guy in the team, right? After yeah. Homelander. Yeah. And so I will say this in the comics, 
He's actually the clone of Homelander. Whoa, you got to um, get so spoilers for that kind Huge of shit. Huge spoiler Whoa, thrown man. out there. I've already told you guys <laughs> this, though. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, know, last but episode, listeners, the these are new episodes. Do you not know how episodes work? These are new episodes with new listeners. Just throw a gigantic spoiler <laughs> oh, out there. In the comics. <laughs> Plus, and the viewers already know what that, it looks like, no, no, though, without that, the mask that's on. Saying, so. That's what I'm saying, though, because in, in this show. Not if he was he replaced. Is, no, like he's like. Well, maybe that is a thing because they have that flashback. They're definitely doing something different. A, a, a black Vietnam era soldier who has half of his face melted off. Right. You know. So I'm really curious as to how they're gonna like if they're just gonna completely ignore uh, who he is, just kind of like how they're ignoring uh, Mother's Milk's uh, comic book background. Oh, that was for the uh, best. So, That's a good direct. That was a good creative call to cut that storyline out. Well, I don't mother's so milk storyline. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I hate, I hate, is like the Halo TV series, where we're just going to take the name and make our own story. Um, the boys. <laughs> yeah, there are times where they so change it. There are times where they change it, and I've really appreciated the like subtle like nuance. Like it's better if we do it this to a. This is 2022, not early aughts. So, like, let's work with this a little bit. So there have been a few changes that I've appreciated, a few I haven't, but it's not, like, insulting to the fan that we make this change, if that makes any sense. Right, yeah. It does, yeah, they're, 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 they're doing a lot better than they did uh, Preacher, because the changes in Preacher <laughs> just did not make any sense. We're just, we're not Dude, don't even get me started about Preacher, yeah. Season but, two kind of like course corrected, but uh, I'd say season three is when they sort of course corrected. They definitely embraced the comic a lot more in season three. And I still haven't finished season four because by that point, I just I actually like season three of Preacher because that was probably the most faithful to the comic. But yeah, I think season four was trying to as well. But um, I think the changes, the first two seasons, like Preacher just was not a, a hit out the gate like the boys was. And I think by the time they decided to course correct, it was too late. They already lost viewers and. You know, uh, that was never like a rating set for AMC. At least AMC, to their credit, they let the producers finish Preacher. They didn't just like cancel it. So, but um, yeah, yeah. I, this show is definitely so, adapting the comic way better. Uh, well, the reason we're going to Preacher is because Garth Ennis wrote it and he wrote The Boys yep. too. So, yeah, that's exactly similar. Right. Ah. Similar, similar yeah. uh, you know, one's about like a preacher looking for God to kill him, the other one's about like superheroes. Is like a is a parody of superheroes, but the, the same sort of raunchy humor is in both. So, well, to, before we even get to the major battle and the, and the whole hero gasm thing, we've totally gone over Kimiko and Frenchie. Oh, yeah. that was yeah, that was yeah, just, their, uh, their plot. I love yeah. that line where both both groups were like, "Oh man, Frenchie would be really upset if he wasn't here." Oh yeah, that was like, great. Oh, Frenchie yeah. would be upset. <laughs> <laughs> Frenchie, Frenchie's missing out everything to the neck, getting his ass kicked. You know, and, and missing out on hero gasm. Yep, and having to choose uh, which one Nina, which love of his life Nina is gonna kill. Oh man, yeah, that was. So tough wait, uh, so what's the uh, what's the, uh, the the French chick? That was name? the girl from season one, like his. Ex. Yeah, I can't remember her name, but I guess yeah. she tackled little Nina. Uh, and Nina? Little Nina ran away. Or, that was like sort of oh, vague. Oh. How she, little Nina got away? Yeah, I she thought. just she, well, she got knocked over and then she was gone. Yeah, there was yeah, no, like, show us, yeah. Yeah. No, Kimiko, she's gone. Don't worry. So does Kimiko we'll have her powers episode. back, sort of? No, no, no she doesn't. No, no, no she's just always being able to be oh, okay. able to take someone yeah. out. You just don't, okay. you just don't so mess with gotta... crazy bitches. Because okay. they will stab you a hundred times from, uh, in the chest. 
a I mean, female John Wick to a John Wick with powers. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that was definitely a lot more. Not with that was a lot more cringe. Him killing her, killing those Russians than anything we saw in Herogasm. I felt. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. I thought that. Just I like, thought that that scene was more brutal. Yeah. Where yeah, where everything, and especially at the end, where she just keeps stabbing him and stabbing him, and it's like, dear God. And then afterwards, when they're talking to each other about their past and how they're not who they, you know, their past do not dictate who they are. Like, it's like really well written. I love it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I, I really fear for both of the characters to survive this season. Well, I think they, they can kill the main five characters, I think. They at least got made the last season, so I think they're fine. I don't know who else could die because maybe. I guess, oh, well, I guess I guess A Train died. <laughs> maybe. I, uh, love I love, I love, Maeve. that was great. That what? was very good writing. How they killed A Train, like how A Train was just so mad. Like, he or did knew, they kill him? He knew, probably not, probably not. But like, he knew, like you know, he at least they said it several times in the in the season before. Like, if you run, like it I have a, a chance, lit. my heart will explode. Basically, right? But he was so mad, so angry at this guy that he just ran him literally until his heart exploded. Well, he well, stole yeah, a video from Mortal Kombat. Uh, I think, uh, 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 yeah, Kano. that is totally had it. Yeah, no, was so, it so, no, Here's here's the thing, though. What I really appreciate about that scene uh, is is historically uh, the call to basically before civil rights, the the plight of black people. Like it was very common for them to be drugged through town behind horses, and then later lynchings by dragging them behind a truck and, and oh, just I didn't the, the think call about that. to that dang the call yeah, to that either. like how he's using super speed his path, you know so it, it is a really powerful I think an amazingly powerful moment there uh, I didn't think of it it's... Died. it's just like yeah, it, I like took a step it's, back it's funny like, because shit, earlier in the episode they had like an, like a promo for like a show that where he's going to embrace his past by going back to Africa, but uh, like in this at the final scene, he was embracing his past, but in like a very dark way, you know. Not but his using past, it but to like, punish, the, yeah. using mm. it to punish the racist, yeah. I think is is why it's so powerful. It, 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 yeah, you I know. mean, come on, the writing this season it's just has been just near. We perfect. can't forget his uh, genuine apology to Huey. That know. was good. That yeah. was a crazy, and Huey didn't yeah. even know what to do. And then so he punches didn't. him. He yeah. just punches him. Whoa! He was like, Whoa, "Oh, now do I can't." At like, first, no, at first that? it didn't seem. At first, it didn't seem like legit apology. But then the glasses came off. Yeah, and, dude. I was like, 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 he was like, "Oh no, you, can't you still be oh, an asshole?" That, that actually. <laughs> yeah, I wanted. Like, to I need you to be an asshole. My hate's all I have. Yeah, so that was great. But the thing is, is like he only comes to this this like moment. Because uh, what's her name is like you're only upset because it's finally happened to you. Like you have killed all these people and we've covered it up, but you're only upset now because yeah. oh, you're involved. Great. And I thought that was once uh-huh. again writing so That's powerful, so good. Because even though it's coming from a crazy corporate person, it is true. Yeah, I really you like know? how it forces yeah, the viewers to live report on that. Yeah, I'm glad it was his callback. So they, they haven't forgotten the sins. Of this character from previous seasons, which so many other shows do, yeah, like or even like even like oh, the Fast yeah. and Furious movies, yeah. like uh, what uh, Jason Statham's character killed the Asian dude, and they're like having barbecue with them in the next movie, and they literally had to, yeah. and people were so upset about it, they had to bring back the Asian character back in the next movie, so it's like you know but, at least this this show this movie the show is really remember like very good on continuity as well as but like that, writing. That's the thing. 
like you're thinking that A Train's going to go on this huge redemption arc, but consistently you're reminded that even though this is a redemption arc, it, it's not good in the end. He's still a horrible human being uh, with superpowers. Yeah, and just like Huey remembering Robin. So like all, the callback season one. So the callback season one is just great. So I'm really liking that they're just remembering the continuity. Like they're rewatching their own show before they write the new seasons. It seems so. That's yeah. good. Um, uh, Which seems we, rare. Well, I don't, I don't should like, be. Yeah. So I don't want hey, to get to. Just, the, go ahead. I just want to get to one point. I think one of the best scenes in this whole series was, and I keep forgetting the actor's name, but Homelander talking to himself in the mirror. And I right think was, star. Yeah. That's very right. powerful. And it was just really well written. And, and the actor is just so phenomenal in that scene, playing two different sides to his psyche. And it's Ooh. like just the And he mentions he the bad room. So he's like yeah. been with him a long time. Yeah, but like the faces he makes and like how he emotes because it's really just how yeah. he talks to himself. So, and it's just really, really well done. Matt, like they it, it, perfect it, actor. Matt, let me ask you this. So in the comics, spoilers for the comics if you haven't read it, uh, fast forward two minutes or whatever. Um, in the comics, Homelander... So Black Noir is a contingency in case Homelander ever goes crazy, but he doesn't. So Black Noir goes crazy without a purpose... And it makes Homelander think... So, Black Noir acts out, does a lot of stuff. And it makes Homelander think that he's going crazy and he actually drives him crazy. So, if Black Noir isn't the same Black Noir as in a clone from the comic books, do you think they're just going to adapt that storyline and have Homelander go crazy by himself? Because that just seems like what's happening here. So, I, I, I think I think what they're doing is they're trying to uh, uh, make the whole clone story into a identity crisis story where... Uh, uh, kind of like Moon Knight how it's like during the bad times I was here you know when they're showing him getting beat by his mother right uh, uh, you know I think that's they're trying to like not to say steal that from Marvel but well I think that's where it's gonna go oh my gosh well, man. About, like, think about like the I, really, voices. I really question whether Black Noir is gonna survive this season yeah, well the thing is like Black Noir was like the real villain of the boys like you know he's the one who raped Butcher's wife in the comic and like he does yep. like all this horrible stuff and like we're we're ready to think that Homelander did it, but like in this show, Homelander actually is the rapist. That's why I'm thinking it's like identity. I mean Homelander's still an asshole in the comic, but he's not as bad, nowhere near as bad as Black Noir, who's like the real villain of the comic. But I think they just wanted to make they didn't want they, I guess they felt like that would be sort of like like a, a a cop out if they just made like, oh, really it's just Black Noir, but it worked in the comic, but I think in the show I think it's a better idea just like have Homelander as the true villain. And in, in, in yeah, the comic because he's a been a great Home, villain. Homelander is that Republican Christian who thinks that they're doing right by everybody, but secretly destroying everyone's life. Yeah. So uh, I guess we can finally talk about the the final battle scene, um, the big the big finish, the climax. No pun intended. Um, which, which is hilarious because like Herogasm is just like okay, cool, deep yeah, like, octopus. Yeah, like we, we figured you know that was like, one of the better we, parts. That, uh, yeah, I was like, uh, I, like, what they make, how they can humiliate deep this week, right? And Amy, <laughs> Starlight takes a picture of it. She's like, "Oh, I do like how, this. yeah, Click. I do like how deep fired the whole intelligence team, and then it's blaming everybody else. Yeah, that's uh, class. for classic firing deep. everybody. And, and then just... it's like, make sure deep destroys this footage, and I will kill you if he fucks up. 
Yeah, that was and really how good. about that surprise for mother's milk on the other side of that door? Who oh, yeah, like, what, a shower. what was he looking at that they <laughs> yeah. didn't even show? They just that had so that had to have been sausage love. That had to have been love sausage. Uh, no, no, so no he was already in the yeah. 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 yeah, that wasn't love sausage. I don't know I, I what forget, that was. Uh, who was. It was uh, one of the producers who's actually saying that line, by the way. Oh, which really? I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the producers of the show who is credited as saying that line. Oh, wow. What that did is... he say? Like, throwing ropes? Because, like, mo- like, Mother's Milk is really into, like, you know, he always has, like, the hand sanitizer and, like, yeah, he's, all he's like OCD. Yeah, he's, oh, like, and he was just talking about a little on his jacket and then that happens he's like i need a yeah. bathroom and he opens up that door and then just sploosh i would be i'd be freaked out too dude, I would <laughs> oh be my out. gosh that much game just over, like dude. Holy a, 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 shit. The, a, the, all the blood that gets on people much less like you know that oh, be even worse. can you imagine you know, all the scds you have you have all the scds now the sstds you mean super, yeah super stis dun, 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 dun. so um yeah well, I think I mean, they like, also mentioned, like, um, I think the prostitutes, like, these are human prostitutes, and they're probably, like, risking their lives just being with the superheroes, but, like, the superheroes don't care. So it really just shows, like, you know, another, like, not not more collateral damage, but just, yeah, like, they're how just hazardous ter- yeah, they're just terrible it is people. That, to be with these people. Yeah. Now, um, I, one thing I did miss from, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but I think in the comic books, it's the superheroes and the supervillains, right? Because it's all one just giant play from bots. Yeah, it's... it's- it's like this, like uh, uh, kind of like the story they tell you of World War One, where on Christmas the Germans and the Brits sang Christmas songs together, and the next day they go back to shooting each other. It's like this temporary truce where everyone comes together. For like a was like um, for like an infinite crisis, well, just a big or so, yeah, yeah. So the issue too is you have to remember this comic is not a, about. There's a clear line between good and evil. There's this extreme gray area where the evil people think that they're good. But just through their means, and the good people uh, think that they're doing everything right, but they're destroying everything. So you have to look at that as well. So, you know, there is no clear, definitive line of who's evil and who's good. And at this point, it's just like everybody gets together and has a giant orgy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like under the cover of a crossover, I think. Usually. That's how they explain in the comic. Like, you know, like every comic like marvel dc has these giant crossover events every year and that's like the cover story for what they're actually doing like yeah we gotta go fight the korean empire wink 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 so we're gonna be off we're, we're, we're go going fight off, off world yep so we're going uh, to have off world sex yeah out of this world all disappear so uh yeah so uh, i guess overall so many things was, this episode yeah i kind of underwhelmed if if i can be so bla- bla- blasphemous well, we've got the so Soldier I will Boy say, fight at the end. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready for. Like, up to this, like, there are great scenes. And I feel like the, the problem is, is when you title it Hero Gasm, there's this buildup. Yeah. And the actual, like, joke part that you're anticipating is very tame. So even though prior to that whole thing, there are so many great storylines going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you but- know, Huey and Starlight, uh, 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 Kimiko and Frenchie. And then to, like, get to the the butt of the joke and just be kind of let down by it it's only rescued by this fight scene yeah. and it's funny oh, because man. it's episode it's That's episode so six so you know you know that they're not gonna win so you're like who dies how does this get fucked up and the whole time and it was like a good 10 minute fight scene so it wasn't wasn't bad no it was well paced well choreographed and uh you know created 
one of my favorite memes um, actually came from from Force out of it. Uh, but I like how it started one v one, then two v one, then three v one, and then they were so close. Yeah, talk about Huey. Uh, yeah, you know, so coming, close. coming through. Like after like uh, getting Starlight out of there, although they go right back, but you know, still, I guess yeah, he teleports. Obviously, it's just sort of funny. Like he's trying to be badass, and it was badass, you know, for me. Even though he was like butt naked, it's like funny. Just but completely it was, like, really naked. Yeah, it's like he yeah. doesn't even care. You can't strike like, a pose. Yeah, he's just you can't do anything. You're just naked. He's <laughs> just like that. That that one scene where he's like, "No, I need to give my butthole a rest." Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, when that guy whispers. Uh, Perfect place to like something. you know to teleport when you're te- when you're. You can't teleport with clothes. Like, yeah, that's really the only place he could teleport into. Is when you, and you, and you, and you fit right sense. in. And you fit right yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. So, um, yeah, so like... So but I know... Boy, go ahead. I know Major loved one specific point because he's always about Chekhov's rifle. We have Chekhov's cape. Yes. How Soldier Boy makes fun of him for his cape. Oh, then he oh, and grabs his cape. Oh, I was... Yeah. yeah. Him down. That was awesome. How it was just mentioned too. Yeah, uh, you got a stupid cape. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls him Uses the cape again. I, I, I don't like, know what we're talking about. It's just like I, 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 Incredibles. I no cape. <laughs> Remember like in the, how, the Incredibles? That's the best scene when they're uh, maybe yeah. one of my favorite scenes of any movie is the cape scene from Incredibles. Yeah, well, I did like how Soldier Boy made uh, good on his deal when he thought Butcher was dead. You know, to fight Homelander. Um, oh, instead of just be like, oh, well, I don't care anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, nice. I, like, I got no grudge. I got no problem with you. I'm still here to kill Payback. I love but how it. MM is so blinded by rage that he tried to take on the strongest although, superhero by Although himself. Homelander was going to kill Soldier Boy regardless. Yeah, how was he going to do that? Oh, yeah. He didn't, it didn't really matter. Sort of like just Butcher with Homelander. I did love that, like, yeah. Bill Mother's Milk was just like, you get to kill Homelander, but I don't get to kill Soldier Boy. You're such a hypocrite. No, when, like, oh, when that... Butcher gets up and 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 hits Homelander for the first time, and, oh, and he looks man. at Butcher, he have... and he's like, what the so fuck did you do? And it's yeah. so good. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, but yeah. I love it. <laughs> Just I love being that, like, surprised by him with those lasers. Yeah, I love that. Like Soldier Boy's mother's milk, uh, mother's MM's uh, Homelander. Yeah, and like Butcher is being a hundred percent hypocrite for like. Um, no, they're so addicted to the he, V. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Let Soldier Boy kill Homelander, and then we will take care of your problem. Then we will kill Soldier Boy. But we need Soldier Boy to kill Homelander first. If we yeah, kill, he's gotta I, see if we that. kill Soldier Boy, then we still have a Homelander problem. I mean, basically, what's going to happen is they're going to find out so Soldier true. Boy is worse than Homelander. At least, like, just because he's like a walking Chernobyl, and he's like, you know, I have a uh, racist like, Chernobyl you know, on top of that. Yeah. Well, so, so no, you you get in the hints of it because Huey, this whole time in this episode, he's starting to question the strategy, and especially when he blacks out for the second time, you you get this idea that Huey's starting to come to his senses. Um, at this point. Yeah, because it looks like he was having trouble going nuclear when they were trying to kill Homelander. Or he was, at least. Or did Homelander just get away in time? Because they would he would have killed Huey he did just and use Butcher. It yeah. But it shows he's, he's willing to sacrifice to finish the job. Yeah, to keep, yeah. keep Starlight safe. No, I think Homelander just got out in the nick of time. Oh, okay. Well, it seems like, I, I, like whenever, like, Soldier Boy starts to heat up. He can't stop himself. But I guess in this case, and maybe I don't know. That that look on Butcher's face when he's swinging on Homelander, yeah, just that like, smile. Finally, yeah, uh, <laughs> Forrest, I think the reason is because 
when he couldn't stop himself before is because he had blacked out due to all like the Russian mm-hmm. music or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this, oh, okay. he was doing it on purpose, so it was a controlled blast. Oh, yeah. okay. That's what I was getting uh, to. But yeah. I will like since to he learns out, that's his trigger. At the end of this episode, after the fight, and Starlight is you know uh, live streaming. Uh, have you noticed all four of the last episodes have ended with Starlight? No. no was like I, the last I one? Oh, yeah, I guess it was like the home light. I remember that one. I didn't yeah, think There was that. the one where she's holding her fingers behind her back saying she won't, like, do this. Oh. All, the last four episodes have yeah. all ended with Starlight, which makes me think her character I didn't think of that. will not make through the oh, season. She was even saying, I don't know what they're going to do to me for saying this. And we can't forget that like Homelander literally thought she was his girlfriend when they were on the talk show. But He's now like, that yeah, she put that out there, even if they come up with some crazy excuse of what happened, that they're, they're always going to suspect him. Oh, like, yeah. what would you do to Starlight? Like, Starlight after... speaks out and then Starlight disappears. Like, look, even if there's like, no yeah, evidence, just... we all know what happened here. Matt, that's... No, yeah. no, no, no. Starlight, Starlight's going to be killed by Soldier Boy in the final battle. Oh, you know, that'd be sad. Or something. And then do it a heroic so... thing instead of, like, something bad happening. Well, you know, Matt, I see but... your observation and I want to raise you one. We didn't talk about the beginning of this episode, this incredibly cringeworthy moment. And we talked about this in, in oh, previous episodes. Yeah. How they take aspects of of real life and they throw it in this TV yeah. show, like the cringeworthy yeah, yeah. Imagine Pat song. Is Imagine, so yeah. I think it's, how, it's how... really funny to see. You know, we start off with we start the episode with the deep singing Imagine. I guess those are superheroes, or, or I'm not sure. There's other people, celebrities doing well, this superheroes incredibly cringeworthy. Or what about uh, Homelander? He's telling the t- he's telling the TV like, "Go to your restaurants, go outside. It's okay." Yeah, like the pandemic, everything's I, I, safe. Like, it's safe. It's not a problem. Yeah, but it definitely is so, a problem. I think the beginning though, when they're singing, uh, uh, you know, imagine it, it's mocking the, the corporatization of superheroes and the corporatization of everything in life. How everything is this just kind of, for lack of a better phrase, corporate synergy. Like we can take a bad event. And if we just sing about it, right. and that this goes back to where uh, two was the last episode or two episodes ago, where they were mocking the uh, Jenner Pepsi, you know, uh, last, last <laughs> commercial. Episode, yeah. Like We're, everything, everything is about how like everything is corporate. Everything or, or like has the, uh, a, kind of make them some all, money. All the rainbow stuff, exactly. the uh, Vaultland, you know, like the the pride all stuff, the woke stuff. In June, yeah, woke walk. Like they don't <laughs> actually believe in this because they're superheroes, literally they're killing people, where their brains explode. But if we can make a good commercial to drive up our stock options, you know, everything is is, is corporate, and it's kind of mocking that it is. And I feel this season has done a great job of this. Every single episode, there yep. has been mm-hmm. some joke about the corporatization uh, of, and they nailed it. They didn't just make yep. the joke; they nailed it. They they punchlines executed properly. Yeah, I also like how Homelander was like. Now that he's CEO, he's really feeling the pressure. Oh my gosh! Of, like on the way the job, right? He's freaking Did, out. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Edgar Stan. Edgar yeah. was like, "Yo, you, I, I'm, I was like your last line of defense. Like, you're fucked now. You have to do this all by yourself." And then shit hits the fan immediately. Yeah. Right. Like, how is Homelander yeah. going to explain? Homelander can't run a company. superheroes dead. Like, how are you going to explain the the, the catastrophe uh, of Herogasm or the, Love the, the Sauce? Can never make He's getting again. so 
He's getting so paranoid. I wonder if, I wonder if Stan Egger is coming back. I wonder if Homelander's about to eat a big old juicy bowl of humble pie. Uh, and well, I wonder I think, if we get Stan Egger back. Uh, in the series finale, Stan Egger is going to come back. And he's he's going to get like, some money. Uh, he's going to be reintroduced. Dark Saber. No, I'm kidding. Well, maybe going to be reintroduced. <laughs> Sorry, I had to steal a baby Yoda real fast. And, and, and a bucket of Los Pollos Hermanos. So, just like, whoa, but triple crossover. I really think that he'll come back in the last episode to save everything. And Maeve will come back. And they'll totally use that to, like... Uh, 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 make Starfire, you know, not Starfire, Star Starlight Star seem uh, uh, illegitimate. They'll use that to yeah. like, be like, they oh, this reset is, she was trying to season. take over. And Homelander, Homelander was a victim because it was his girlfriend once again that was, you oh, know, they're gonna go Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, I think. Like, she was you the know. abuser. And he yeah, was the exactly. victim. Yes, that's exactly. Oh my god. I can totally see him writing something that. like already that. established that with. You know, we already know that Homelander can be manipulated by women because of Nazi, you know, girl. Yeah. So, oh, it just happened again. He, in his weakest moment, he looked to a fellow superhero who her whole life was Christian and this and that and the other thing. And he overcorrected. But he was manipulated once again. And so maybe he'll fall down a few points. But in the end, they'll bring back, you know, they'll bring back his character. They'll bring back Maeve. And yeah. Maeve will be like, oh, that's a it's great all good. point because Stan Edgar could come back by just outing Congressman Nunez, right, and saying mm-hmm. it was a giant conspiracy. If they out her for having superpowers, and then on top of that, you know, blowing up all those members in Congress, right? Then oh, Edgar how about that nose? Back. How about Ooh, that nosebleed? nosebleed Starlight had? Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. scene between them was great. I liked nice Starlight little warning so shot. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So she's uh, yeah, Starlight. Really she, you could tell it kind powers. of crossed her mind or something. Yeah, I think Victoria is a great villain. Like she's definitely like afraid for her daughter, but she can still be, you know. Oh yeah, what, what exactly did it it do to it, her daughter? Well, that's what we're we're going to have not revealed that. Yeah, they haven't deformed. revealed that yet, and I think that's going to be a great reveal in the next episode or two. But we're going to see like her true like reasoning behind everything. But uh, once again, like. This yeah, Edgar to, told her to play all sides. She's just trying to talk to everybody. Great casting all around that Fantastic. Uh, Amazon has done. Every every character is so well cast, and, and I love it. Yeah, I think um, this is like my favorite episode this season. The whole season has just been great. So this, every this episode is the gift that keeps on giving. I have really glad it's already been renewed for season four. We all knew it was. I mean, yeah. Um, this is like Amazon's best show right now. So, um, sorry, little time. I know it's t- it's, a, it's a close second, obviously. <laughs> Tales from the Loop ain't bad, but it's nowhere near this. Yeah. Uh, well, you just so, wait until um, that Lord of the Rings spinoff. The Rings of <laughs> Power. I mean, yeah, that's getting so much love already online. Dear you Lord, know, I don't care love. about it. I'm only interested to see what the most expensive TV I mean, show of all I, time looks like. I sincerely like. hope it's like just like low-key amazing or just like I, I hopefully everyone's like eats like eats crow like obviously we want all these shows we want i want every tv show to succeed unless it's like it's about like, oh yeah absolutely but but um you know but, but like from what i've seen just there's i my interest is not peaked at all and I, i'll yeah. still watch the first episode and if i'm not entertained i probably won't continue but you know it could it could at, be good I at just, the end of the day we're also watching uh uh winter soldier and the other dude you know, uh, we're still watching Loki, you know, and sometimes they're hits and sometimes they're misses, but I, you know, uh, still at the end of the day, I want every show to be good, but uh, Disney, 
Yeah, Disney, like, Amazon, like, Netflix has really pulled out. Like, nerdum has come to the forefront, so they're you know pulling out these great ideas. And unfortunately, sometimes they're great, other times they're just complete shit. It's like this this idea, like you know, people think like people don't like the Last Jedi or the new sequel just because like we just hate new stars. Like we don't like we don't hate. We wanted those shit. We wanted those movies to succeed. We just weren't entertained, and they didn't do anything new. It's not like we're just like pre-programmed to hate stuff. It's yeah, just we just like, want quality. Know, either, we just hate that stuff. Either yeah, either we're entertained or we're not. You know, so it's Are not you like not uh, into tech? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Not movie. not this season. <laughs> so, but the boys has been but, extremely entertaining, and Obi Wan was part. Well, like, let me let me ask you Marvel, this. There's a. George R. R. Martin made some comments. He is going to be participating in some of the show running for the the Jon Snow spinoff series. But do you care? Like, there's like five Game of Thrones shows coming out. I don't care about any of them. So, oh, no. I never I watched the so, first one. So I am so mad about how uh, Game of Thrones ended where I am not going to watch it yeah. just because I do not want to participate in that anymore and this is you know i started reading the book in the late 90s and uh i remember getting the last book the winds of winter a month before my daughter was born and going i need to finish this as quickly as possible (laughs) Uh, my daughter will turn 11 here in a few months yeah and we have not gotten another book from him because hbo destroyed that series and he doesn't want to write anymore because he's afraid of disappointing the fans because how could the series he, how could he disappoint them? Anything he comes, anything he writes, be better what they came up with. So but it's the like, thing is, I think I think he's afraid because of how disappointed everybody was that no matter what he does, it's going to disappoint the fans. Uh, Even if it no, is better, no, no, no. it'll it'll, it'll no, inevitably whatever he probably. writes will be better than what they came up with. Agree. I think it'll be better, but it can still be bad. But I'm wondering if HBO is like paying him not to finish because they want their show to. I mean. Not like that no, is, yeah, that is a conspiracy theory. That is actually a really big conspiracy theory. But they don't theory. want their is show it? to be, you yeah. know, yeah. They don't, like know. his books will be printed posthumously once they're done. All the, the series will be like, oh, his wife and so and so worked. It probably will be Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, probably because uh, he finished Wheel of it, Time. Yep. You know, oh, they found all this stuff and he was able all to finish notes. it once and HBO's let me, finished. And let me give some shout out to Robert Jordan here. You know, he wanted to finish that series. He just wound up dying so he couldn't you know i mean but, he like, literally but, he, he literally wrote the last chapter before he could finish the series and said you know finish it for me but this has to be the last chapter yeah so i mean but at least like you know P- patrick rothfuss with king killer trilogy it's been 11 years since he uh-huh. finished that and he's like literally uh-huh. like on every you know podcast you know on going to every convention you know he's doing like um writing I don't know. He's like just doing some other stuff, but like literally doing anything but writing this book. And it's just like he's, you know, he's like, well, I'm not your bitch. It's like, we didn't say you're, but you're a bitch, here's, but maybe here's the issue. Yeah. Two that we're getting in is the fact that shows like The Boys, shows like uh, uh, Game of Thrones, like they're taking nerdum and they're kind of destroying it at the same time, too, because the people who write this, if they're not finished, they're they're panicking, you know. Well, that's the thing. It's no. like they shouldn't start do the show anyway unless um, the series is finished. I'm I think okay. Expanse is finished. Man, I'm okay with the dilution of pure nerdum if it means we can bring nerdum into the forefront of pop culture, 
right? Like yeah. if it's we've, no longer yeah. had this, un- no, no, we've, it doesn't we've have this, to be an underground thing. Yeah, if it's, we had the same more. discussion. No, we had the same discussion during Dune. Am I willing to give up a little bit of oh, that's the true right. oh, that yeah. story of Dune if that brings more people to the story? But at the same time, too, that does require us nerds to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool and all, but have you actually looked at the source material? It is so much better. Yeah, like Halo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like that show, I have no desire to watch that show whatsoever. Didn't watch a single episode. Well, you can just listen to our podcast, and you don't have so to much watch hate it. online. You don't have to watch it. But this is this is why I shouldn't be on because I think we're at over ninety minutes at this point. <laughs> That's good. It's, it's a like longer episode. Yeah, this is probably yeah. Yep. But this was, so, uh, this was uh, great. I'm going to edit out all the jokes I stole, but um, so this is probably half my dialogue. <laughs> no. so, um, uh, I Obi Wan you great. not to steal them. So we still, we still have uh, what, two more weeks of the boys, and I think uh, three more weeks of Miss Marvel, and we're getting Stranger Things on uh, Stranger Friday. Things, and, Stranger Things, but uh, and, not only that, what we do in the shadows is coming back July twelfth. I am halfway through. Oh, I still need to I'm halfway through the Umbrella Academy season three, and it's actually yep, kind of it's kind of good. It's it's and it's funny. It's kind of good. I'm sorry, I need yeah. to watch that. So, so we might the talk Umbrella about Academy, that. this season, this season uh, what, what has are they streaming no on? source material. Netflix. They've already finished. Yeah, uh, the Umbrella Academy has already finished the comic books. Yeah, he's only wrote like, like those 12 issues. first two seasons oh. went through all 36 of the issues. Oh, okay. There are no more issues for them to reference. So this is all brand new. And I didn't think I would like it, but I'm like four episodes in and I like it. Oh, it gets better. Yeah, I'm not saying anything, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeesh. Yeah, so I guess Netflix so is we'll quite that. dead, but I think I think Netflix is about to uh, open up ad options for cheaper. Yeah, uh, for ninety nine. They're gonna they're gonna release a cheaper tier that will have ad options. So kind of like what uh, HBO does or Hulu. Yeah, or Hulu. Yeah, I think yeah. they have like ads yeah. for both. Um, for I think Paramount. Salmon's coming out August fifth, as is the the Prey movie, the uh-huh. Predator prequel. Um, we'll see how Salmon is. I mean, I think. You know, Netflix gave us the Daredevil and uh, show. So, I mean, maybe this comic adaptation will be good. Umbrella Academy, I think, um, is yeah. well liked. Well, are there any other comic book adaptations? There, Netflix is manga or anime oh, adaptations. Actually, so this but, isn't a comic book adaptation. But over the weekend, I binged a show with my wife oh, called so- Snowflake Mountain. It's a new reality TV show. It was like top 10 on Netflix over the weekend. So we watched it and it's a reality TV show. And they take these, like, I think it's like eight, nine, 10, whatever snowflake, these, these kids in like their twenties, they're all snowflakes, massive snowflakes. And I don't like that term. I think it's, it's disrespectful, but I also use the term boomer. So go ahead and we'll use snowflakes. It's like when people say woke, they kind of trigger that. they're Exactly. It's like, so it's a, so I don't like snowflake because like, you know, people, people use that term too much right like there's sometimes i need to talk to the manager not every time someone asks for the manager someone's being a karen sometimes the manager does need to be called right uh but no <laughs> these people were genuinely like some of the worst human beings just spoiled rotten, terrible just oh. awful <laughs> snowflakes like oh wow. just terrible like, like as soon as they get out of the car they're in the woods as soon as they get in the car they're trying to figure out the best way to walk so they their shoes uh, don't get dirty, uh, and like they like one of the girls like falls over. Just anyway, complaining the whole time. Like one of them goes like twenty minutes into, they get tricked. So basically, they're snowflakes. They're spoiled rotten. They uh, their parents spoiled and rotten, 
and their parents trick them into applying for this reality TV show. They think they're going like on a luxury uh, reality TV show with like a spa and it's just like a party city or whatever. Uh, and instead they get dropped down in the middle of the woods with two survival uh, ex-Marines and they like live in like these log cabins and they like they learn how to skin a deer and how to make a fire and they basically like learn it's it's boy scouts for for fucking these these snowflakes these 20 year old spoiled rotten kids uh but they grow as people and it's fun to watch them like mature uh over like the month that they were there or whatever and it's also just fun to watch and be like man people are shitty yeah, and then it makes you like want to call your mom and, and thank them. Yeah. Well, it seems like we all have a lot of content to get through in the next couple of months. But uh, yeah, it's basically yeah. our we'll show. All that out. Yeah, Major, you want to um, plug our absolutely, media? guys? Thank you so much. Congratulations! I think this is one of our longer episodes, and you made it all the way through. Give yourself a pat on the back, and then give us a like. Even better, Woo-hoo. give us a five star review if you can even rate it. Like that's fantastic. Tell your friends word of mouth. I, I've been reading about this SEO, but really this uh, WOM, this word of mouth, seems to be pretty good for them podcasts I've been hearing about. Anyway, please give us the tweets. I don't know why I slipped in that accent. Uh, tweet at us on Twitter uh, <laughs> at ZZealotPodcasts. Tell us what you're thinking about the boys. Is this not like this is an amazing season of television? Miss Marvel, keep an eye out. Next episode's probably going to be a banger. Uh, and then Obi-Wan, sorry to see you go. Maybe. Maybe I just got an extra hour of my life back. So, I don't know. What do you think? Tweet us. Let us know. That's again, that's ZZealot Podcast uh, on Twitter. I've been Major. I'm Forrest. I'm Robbie. And it's Matt once again. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.